Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Wikipedia article for Curse. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia articles and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. I'm Victor Vernado, KSM. I'm so excited about this curse page because I feel like the page itself is cursed. What kind of cursed? Well, I mean, when you read the uh, information at the top, you'll see that there's obviously some turmoil going on on the Wikipedia page for curse. All right. Well, let's just jump into that turmoil, shall we? Yes. Okay. Curse. For other uses, see curse, disambiguation. Warning, this article has multiple issues. Please help improve it or discuss these issues on the talk page. Bullet point, this article includes a list of general references, but it remains largely unverified because it lacks sufficient corresponding inline citations, August 2008. This article may need to be rewritten to comply (laughs) with Wikipedia's quality standards, October 2013. They are all over this article. They really don't want this article to exist, but they can't say no. Right on. A curse, also called an imprecation, malediction, hex, execration, malison, anathema, or combination. I didn't know any of those words except hex. Is any expressed wish that some form of adversity or misfortune will befall or attach to one or more persons, a place, or an object. In particular, curse may refer to such a wish or pronouncement made effective by a supernatural or spiritual power, 
such as a god or gods, a spirit, or a natural force, or else as a kind of spell by magic, usually black magic or witchcraft. In the latter sense, a curse can also be called a hex or a jinx. In many belief systems, the curse itself or accompanying ritual is considered to have some causative force in the result. To reverse or eliminate a curse is sometimes called removal or breaking as the spell has to be dispelled and is often requiring elaborate rituals or prayers. You know, I really thought this article was going to be about curse words. What? Really? But in yeah, I was I was that's why I was so excited for it, but now it's just about magic. <laughs> I I think that article you're referring to is probably called swearing, I would guess. Probably. Tight. The study of the forms of curses comprises a significant proportion of the study of both folk religion and folklore. The deliberate attempt to levy curses is often part of the practice of magic. In Hindu culture, the sage or rishi is believed to have the power to bless Ashurvada or Vara and curse Shapa. Examples include the curse placed by Rishi Bingu on King Nahusha and the one placed by Rishi Devala. Special means for specific types of curses can be found in various cultures. African-American hoodoo presents us with the jinx and crossed conditions, as well as a form of foot track magic, which was used by Ramandeep, whereby cursed objects are laid in the paths of victims and activated when walked over. Middle Eastern and Mediterranean culture is the source of the belief in the evil eye, which may be the result of envy, but or more rarely is said to be the result of a deliberate curse. In order to be protected from the evil eye, a protection item is made from dark blue circular glass with a circle of white around the black dot in the middle which is reminiscent of a human eye. The size of the protective eye item may vary. German people, including the Pennsylvania Dutch, speak in terms of hexing from hexen, the German word for doing witchcraft. And a common hex in days past was that laid by a stable witch who caused milk cows to go dry and horses to go lame. <laughs> a stable witch. That sounds like the low rung of witchery. That sounds classist. Are you a, uh, are you like the witch in the castle? Nah, I'm a stable witch. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Who invited her to the party? <laughs> Egyptians and mummies. There is a broad popular belief in curses being associated with the violation of the tombs of mummified corpses or of the mummies themselves. The idea became so widespread as to become a pop culture mainstay, especially in horror films. Though originally the curse was invisible, a series of mysterious deaths rather than the walking dead mummies of later fiction. The curse of the pharaohs is supposed to have haunted the archaeologist who excavated the tomb of Pharaoh Tutankhamun whereby an imprecation was supposedly pronounced from the grave by the ancient Egyptian priests on anyone who violated its precincts. Similar dubious suspicions have surrounded the excavation and examination of the natural, not embalmed, the alpine mummy Otzi the Iceman. While such curses are generally considered to have been popularized and sensationalized by British journalists of the 19th century, ancient Egyptians were, in fact, known to place curse inscriptions on markers protecting temple or tomb goods or property. In the Bible, 
According to the Catholic Encyclopedia article Cursing, the Bible depicts God cursing the serpent, the earth, and Cain, Genesis 3.14, 3.17, and 4.11. Similarly, Noah curses Canaan, Genesis 9.25, and Joshua curses the man who should build the city of Jericho, Joshua 6.26-27. through 27. In various books of the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, Jesus Christ, Wikipedia, there are long lists of curses against transgressors of the law, Leviticus 26, 14 through 25, and Deuteronomy 27, 15, etc. The 10 plagues of Egypt preceding the 10 commandments can be seen as curses cast from the rods of Aaron and Moses acting on instruction from the God of Israel in order to enable the enthralled to come free from the yoke of enforced serfdom, slavery, and the like. In the New Testament, Christ curses the barren fig tree. Mark eleven fourteen pronounces his denunciation of woe against the incredulous cities. Matthew eleven twenty one against the rich, the worldly, the scribes, and the Pharisees, and foretells the awful malediction that is to come upon the damned. Matthew twenty five forty one. The word curse is also applied to the victim of expiation for sin. Galatians 3.13, to sins temporal and eternal. Genesis 2.17, Matthew 25.41. Objects. Cursed objects are generally supposed to have been stolen from their rightful owners or looted from a sanctuary. The Hope Diamond is supposed to bear such a curse and bring misfortune to its owner. The stories behind why these items are cursed vary, but they usually are said to bring bad luck or to manifest unusual phenomena related to their presence. Busby's stoop chair was reportedly cursed by the murderer Thomas Busby shortly before his execution so that everyone who would sit in it would die. As plot devices. Curses have also been used as plot devices in literature and theater. When used as a plot device, they involve one character placing a curse or hex over another character. This is distinguished from adverse spells and premonitions and other such plot devices. Examples of the curse as a plot device. Rigoletto. Count Monterone places a curse on Rigoletto. Rigoletto blames the climactic death of his daughter on the curse. Romeo and Juliet. A dying Mercutio curses the Montagues and Capulets with a plague o both your houses, often quoted as a pox on both your houses. Sleeping Beauty. Evil fairy Carabasi. Maleficent in the Disney film casts a curse on Princess Aurora to die on her 16th birthday. Beauty and the Beast. A fairy punishes a conceited prince by transforming him into a hideous beast. Classic. The Six Swans and Variant. A mother curses her six, seven, twelve sons into bird form and their sister must sew magic shirts to reverse the transformation. Never heard of that one. Shrek. Princess Fiona was cursed to be human by day, but ogre by night. There will be blood. Daniel Plainview was cursed by Eli Sunday through blessing of Daniel's oil rig and through baptism. Drag me to hell. Christine Brown was cursed by Sylvia Ganoush to experience three days of torture. Then the Lamia will drag her to hell. 
That movie is awesome. <laughs> Drag Me to Hell is great. I like the name. There is a talking, swearing goat in Drag Me to Hell. That sounds biblical. It's pretty good. It's great. Sports. A number of curses are used to explain the failures or misfortune of specific sports teams, players, or even cities. For example, no first-time winner of the World Snooker Championship has successfully defended his title since the event was first held at the Crucible Theater in Sheffield in 1977. This has been widely attributed to a Crucible curse. The curse of the Billy Goat was used to explain the failures of the Chicago Cubs baseball team who did not win a World Series championship between 1908 and 2016 and a National League pennant between 1945 and 2016. There was a famous curse called the Curse of the Bambino on the Boston Red Sox Major League Baseball team. After the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth, who had won three of the five Red Sox World Series titles at the time, to the New York Yankees, where he won his final four titles, it took the Red Sox 86 years to win another World Series, 1918 to 2004. In 2004, the Red Sox made history in the American League Championship Series, ALCS, coming back from zero games to three, winning four games in a row against their arch rivals, the New York Yankees, blowing out Game 7 in the Bronx 10-3. to This is cited as one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. The Red Sox secured the AL pennant and then went on to sweep the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2004 World Series, four games to zero, ending the curse once and for all. Three years later, they would win sweep again in the 2007 World Series against the Colorado Rockies. In 2013, they added a third championship by defeating the Cardinals four games to two. And finally, so far, they won their fourth post-curse in the 2018 World Series four games to one against the L.A. Dodgers. The 2004 World Series is what taught me sportsmanship. The Krukow curse was used to explain the San Francisco Giants failure to ever win the World Series until 2010. It is attributed to Mike Krukow, a former pitcher for the Giants and a current broadcaster for the team, based upon his yearly preseason predictions that the Giants have a chance to win the World Series. Once Krukow stopped making such predictions, says the legend, the Giants will in fact win the World Series. However, the Giants went on to win the World Series in 2010. It was during the same year that Krukow's partner, Giants broadcaster Dwayne Kuiper, stated, Giants baseball, it's torture, due to the large amount of close games that they played. This phrase was adopted by fans and became a rallying cry throughout the second half of the season and the playoff run. Go sports. Marketing experts have highlighted the curse of Gillette, given the mishaps that happen to sports stars associated with that brand. Wow. That's pretty funny. I really, the curse of Gillette. Now I want to go read about that specifically, uh, that particular curse. The, this, this was a great article. I got to say, though, for me personally, the sports section is not my favorite. I'm sure there's a lot of sports guys who's like, yeah, yeah, all right. This, these curses are the best. But I don't know anything about sports, so I never heard of any of them. I've heard of Babe Ruth. He's a great candy bar. He is a great candy bar. 
This has been the Wikipedia page for Curse. If there is a Wikipedia page that you want us to read, let us know. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. To support the show, go to patreon.com slash Wikilisten podcast and find us on social media at Wikilisten and at Wikilisten.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.